And my name is Zena. Hello again. In this episode, we're going to be going into the detail about the costuming of Don't Worry Darling. There are some things you might have missed, and we're going to be telling you all about them. So I'd love to start. In the film, there is what I hope is a reference to the book The Yellow Wallpaper by Charlotte Perkins Gilman. For those of you who might not know, The Yellow Wallpaper is a story written in the form of a journal by the female protagonist, and in it, she basically goes, mad about the colour of the walls in her house that her and her husband have just moved to and she thinks there's a woman trapped in the wallpaper. The book is essentially a commentary on um, patriarchal oppression and the protagonist's mental illness is like a result of women being set back by men. And in Don't Worry Darling there's a lot of yellow and we see some sort of similar references to things that happen in the book. The colour yellow that is notably worn by Margaret who is the crazy one in the film because she knows the truth and they're trying to keep it quiet. Margaret is seen as quite literally a mental patient in the film, when she's not. She just knows everything is fake. And the men worry about her so much and make her out to be the bad one because she's trying to warn the other wives about the danger that they're in. She wears yellow in the film, and in particular she's wearing a yellow dress at Frank's party when Alice begins to start worrying about her more. It's only a theory that it's a reference to the yellow wallpaper, and intentional or not, it's a great coincidence. Later on in the film, during the ballet class scene, Alice sees Margaret trapped in the mirror, banging her head against it to try and get out. I find it hard to believe that this isn't a distinct reference to the book. Me too. It's a huge nod to Gilman's work and it symbolises the female entrapment in the film by the men. And interestingly, after this scene too, we notice Alice wearing yellow quite a lot, almost like Margaret has sort of passed that craziness baton to Alice. And she also wears yellow in the scene with the egg um, and in the scene where she nearly gets crushed by the wall in those scenes of sort of madness. And like the wall, it's just, and the wallpaper, it's so brilliantly tied together. So I really hope the reference was intentional. Alice is the protagonist, so her fashion is particularly interesting in the film. It can be suggested that her clothing reflects her mental state throughout the plot. In scenes where she's less aware of the simulation, she wears a lot of prints, bright colours that's really in line with 50s, 60s housewife agenda. However, in scenes where she's distressed and paranoid, she wears more muted clothing. When she's first discovered in the simulation portal, she's wearing the simple black dress, uh, an atypical colour of the time period. It was almost like foreshadows that something bad is going to happen. Mm. And then in the dinner party scene, when she confronts Frank, she's just in like a simple white dress. And then again, at the end of the film, she's in a white dress again when all hell breaks loose. And I think it was really intentional as when we think of 50s fashion, we don't necessarily think of plain clothing. I think of bright colours and patterns and not really simple dresses that she wore in a lot of the key scenes, which I would describe as more in line with contemporary fashion, which shows that kind of difference in fashion regarding her mental state and when she knows it's a simulation or not. I agree. The distinction of Alice's clothes was talked about in an interview with one of the film's costume designers, Adrian Phillips. She talked about how the clothing is meant to be a representation of the male gaze in the post-war 50s era. Phillips also went to talk about the theme of the simulation's perfection throughout the film and how they tried to reflect that in the clothing. 
The ladies' outfits are never wrinkled and don't have stains. They're meant to look idyllic and perfect, ready for the moment when their husbands come home. In the interview, Phillips also talked about how a lot of the wives wear tight-fitted clothing. It's meant to be sexy, yes, but it also represents the control and restriction they're under. And Alice wears more flowy skirts and scenes when she's out of control because she literally is, in terms of what the men believe anyway. And Phillips did confirm that the costuming choices were Easter eggs and that Alice is meant to appear out of time and out of place because she's figuring out what's going on. So going on to a different character, I think Bonnie's look is very interesting. She knows the truth about victory and is perfectly happy with her life there. And I think that's why she is made to look more like the poster perfect pinup woman. The costume designer also revealed how they tried to always have Bunny in strong colours and outfits as it symbolised how self-assured she is being there. The costuming is a genius part of the film's production because the choices made for the clothing act as clues for the direction of the film. Victory Jack's look is genius too because the film isn't just about how men view women but also about how the men view themselves because real world Jack chooses his simulation self to be this epitome of domestic 50s culture, culture where societal expectations and gender roles were really distinct. In Victory, Jack is his most handsome self, a complete 180 from his real-world self that doesn't really look like he's showered in six months. I think I would give the costuming a 9 out of 10. A high rating, I know, but I just think it's really interesting when you know all the choices made behind it. Once you do the research, it becomes so fascinating, and I think it's a shame that a lot of the costuming gets lost in cinema, because it really is integral to making a good film. I agree. I think an audience often overlooks costume unless you're like actually interested in the arts or fashion and film particularly. So I'd actually, yeah, I'd give costumes a 9 out of 10 as well. Um, it fits with the aesthetic of the film and is so vital in the storytelling. So that wraps up our episode for today. We both thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time. Make sure to follow Shift on Instagram at underscore Shift London. Thank you again for listening and we'll see you next time for episode four. Bye.